that as God has brought us together, tomorrow night will be a special, special service. We lay hands on them and confirm what God has already done. You've not called me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain. Something powerful is going to happen, and God's going to kiss this place. Big John Hall. How many's ever heard of Big John Hall? John Davis. I didn't know a place like this existed. <laughs> well, we didn't want to tell a whole lot of people just yet because we don't want a bunch of Pharisees coming in to spoil it. How many knows what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't want to palaver and preliminary eyes. I want to get right into the, the word. I want to lay hands on you tonight. And I want, as pastor feels led of the Lord, I want him to lay hands on our, my son, grandsons, because we're just hungry for more of God. But we do know that there's something going on that's very sacred. And you are carriers of that glory. Such as I have given by thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk by faith in the Spirit. But just as you have, give you me. Come on, shout amen, somebody. I'm just another hungry saint. <laughs> More of Jesus. Psalms 46, 4 says, there is a river. The Bible begins with a river and ends with a river. The river rhymes down through the pages of the ages. Ezekiel saw the river. Jesus spoke about the river. He that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The greatest river, not the Red River, the muddy Mississippi, the mighty Missouri, the Monongahela, the Euphrates, the Nile, the Ganges, that India holds so sacred full of pollutants, but the mightiest river, are you ready, is the Holy Ghost River of God. Shout amen, somebody. River of life. The name reverberates, resonates. And the beginning of this week of power. Waking early this morning. Got many messages. Memorize books of the Bible. Lord, what do I share? Gone is the day when I walk in trying to impress you. So sick of me, hungry for him. Know if I can get out of the way, he'll come in. And God said, tell him what I told you. He told me through a man, Dr. Larry Martin, impacted in the revival of Miami, Oklahoma. For seven months, we saw 20,000 people run to an altar, Golden Gospel altar, to repent. The professor, the president of the Pentecost Church of God Bible College came and said, he knew there was something he didn't have. He's got more degrees and pedigrees than you shake a stick at. But there's something on that country boy. Country boy am I. But carrying something that I picked up. The river of God. And God impacted him. And one day he said, John Davis, there's three ways to increase a river. It hit me like a bolt of lightning, a jolt of thunder. Number one, he said, more rain. Shout amen, somebody. Amen. My God. Number two, he said, more rivers. 
the merging. There is a river, the streams, whereof shall make glad. The city of God, the tabernacle, the whole place of the Most High, the merging. You know that from a natural standpoint, but a supernatural standpoint, that corporate anointing, when you come together, the rivers are coming together, begins to grow. And but the third way to increase the river, more room, you dredge it out. You dig a little deeper. And God told me to tell you, and seldom do I stand with a holy audacity and make such a statement. Because we're all going after him, but before I even got here, he said, tell him, this is a week of increase. How many wants more? Let him know it. Let him know it. Come on, give him a thunderous ovation. <laughs> Hallelujah. How to increase the river. He's a God of increase. One of the sayings, and I, you know, Richard Crisco said, we're going to be accused of living in the past, but the fact of the matter, the past is living in us. Come on, say amen, somebody. I mean, it's living in us. What God did for you in bygone days of yesteryear is growing. There's an accumulation. We can't get very far from where we were saved and healed and filled and thrilled and fulfilled and sealed. And, and so here we are tonight. All the Bible is is just, you know, the past coming alive. It happened to them. But it happened to them for our sake. When you read the Bible, the madmen of Gadara changed to the evangelist from Decapolis. Every miracle, every healing is in us. We don't live in the past. It lives in us. But I said all that to say, the Holy Spirit is telling me to tell you that these three ways, more rain, more rivers, more room, you've been praying for more in Pensacola. More, Lord. Everybody say, more, Lord. 20 years ago, that was the famous saying. More, more, more. Then somebody came up with Phil, Phil, Phil. Then they start talking about Phil Moore. Who's Phil Moore? There's a man named Phil Moore around here. <laughs> then now, then power. Now, power, Phil, more, 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 more. There was such a craving, a compulsion, an impetus, dire desire. And it was the man of God that said, if your shadow's not healing people, there must be more. <laughs> if they're not lining up when you go get the mail in the morning to get into your shadow to get healing, there must be more. <laughs> There's places in God where man's never trod. Now, I'm not trying to convince you of nothing. You've already preached to me. I mean, I've sat here and taken communion, heard the show for, shouted, danced, and done that in a while. Back in revival days, I was skinny. You talk about spiritual aerobics. <laughs> I stay here a week, I may get skinnier, amen. But I, and when we had it all, one fell swoop, and yet there's more. Everybody said, there's more. But he told me to tell you, this is a week of increase. Three ways to increase the river. Number one, more rain. Now, from the natural standpoint, you know that. I don't care how dry it is. When that rain keeps coming down and keeps condensing, and pretty soon the, the waters begin to rise. 
Then it goes out into the fields. Then it begins to spread. And pretty soon that river is increased and becomes a mighty river because of more rain. The Bible says in Zechariah 10.1, Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain that he may make bright clouds and give rain to everyone that's in the field. Why should you ask for rain when it's raining? Well, I'll tell you why. Because not everybody's receiving the rain. It may be raining other places, but I'm going to say, Lord, don't pass me by. Touch my family. Bless my family. This is a time of rain. In fact, I smell rain. I said, I smell rain. I see the lightning flashing. I hear the thunder crashing. Hear me when I tell you, there is a rumbling. There is a burning. There is something rising up in my spirit that says it's time. Talked about it, sung about it, thought about it, preached about it. But the prophetic utterance said in that last day, there's going to be a combination of the early and the latter rain. How many wants more? You want more? Are you ready for more? Everybody say more rain. Oh, I don't minimize their mercy drops around us or falling. I was raised in the country church by the side of the road. 25 people, 12 of them my family. Wasn't born to go to hell. Born to go to heaven. Given to God by a preacher daddy. Prayed under by a praying mom. Sights and sounds of Pentecost so evident. I was raised with the showers of blessing. But I'm not talking about a mist. I'm not talking about a dewdrop or a drizzle. I'm talking about a gully-washing, monsoon-drenching rain that's going to soak our souls and we're going to rise up and say, in the mighty name of the mighty Jesus, the land is his. It belongs to him. We're going to take back what the devil stole. It's time for revival. It's time for an awakening. It's time for America back to God. Come on, give God thunder salvation. Come on, clap your hands for the king of glory. I want to stand on the authoritative ability of God's infallible immutable word and declare for a decree. It's beginning to rain. Lift your hands and praise him. Lift your hand. It's beginning to rain. Feel the dew. <laughs> Feel that. Come on. Come on. Let your umbrella down now, folks. Throw your hands up and just praise him out loud. You're asking for him. Don't pass me by. My family needs the rain. I need the rain. Oh, God, bless the legacy. Bless my children, my grandchildren. It's beginning to rain. <laughs> Messiah. Lift your voice and just shout praises to God. This is what he wants. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, Jesus, Jesus. Now listen, I could camp out there, but God said, move immediately. More rivers. Everybody say more rivers was flying over, well, it was the Northwest Airline. Years ago, as the ambassador of the great revival, I'm all over the map. But the pilot said, it's a clear day. You're going to see something unusual. Look out to your right. You're going to see the merging of four rivers. He named them. I believe it was the Ohio, the Cumberland, the Mississippi, maybe the Tennessee. And I noticed something as I watched them. As they all come from different places and they begin to merge, there's a turbulence. Because each river has its own personality, its own unique way about it. But it'll stay the same if there's not more rain and if there's not more rivers. That merging of the rivers may be just a little discomfort at first, but if you look on downstream, it becomes smooth and clear and bright and big until it's just a river of unity united by the different rivers. And God spoke to me that day in that airline 
and said, you're going to witness something, a phenomenon in this last hour. There's all kinds of camps. There's many streams. The streams whereof shall make glad. Jesus talked about rivers. He said, there is a river. Then he said rivers. So the little rivers are coming together. I am hungry. If anybody knows anything about this, it's your pastor. But part of the thing that impressed me, if it's God, sounds like God, feels like God, looks like God, he's going to be there. I don't care if he's got to go to Cambridge, Kentucky, where it happened 200 years ago. (laughs) He's going to be there with his little wife. And they're going to lay there and receive impartation. And God spoke to me about that. And that's our connection. That's what I'm impressed about because the church rises no higher than the pastor. Like pastor, like people. You've got that same insatiable craving. Oh, Jesus, if it's you, I want it. It may be a little upheaval at first when when they merge because, you see, all these rivers have their own distinct personality. But Jesus prayed a, a prayer in John 17 that hadn't been answered yet, but it's going to be answered. How many of God answers prayers? That your people may be one. And the unique personality of all these different denominations and groups, and yet there's carriers everywhere. I want that healing stream. I want that deliverance stream. I want that prosperity stream. I've tried poverty. I don't like it. Amen. I would rather prosper than be poor. Are you a faith-healing prosperity preacher? I'm not a doubt-sickness poverty preacher. Shout amen, somebody. I want to be blessed. I want my children to be, my child to be blessed. I want my grandchildren to be blessed. Make a declaration. God, I don't have it all. You have it all. And so you bring into my life, help us to merge and connect in a corporate way and bring a sense of unity. They were all with one accord in one place, one mind, one heart, one purpose. There's something big, and I want big, that big. I want to be part of that river that's going to flow throughout this nation from the White House to the courthouse to the state house to the church house to your house to the jail house to the penthouse. Come on, from house to house, it's beginning to rain. Let the river flow as we come together. Give him a hand of praise, everybody. Merging of the rivers, the prophetic stream, the Jewish ministry. Pastor, he wants it all. Well, I do too. He sent me a book on the Jewish ministry. Somewhere along the line, I'd seen some things that kind of moved me a different direction, but begin to read the book. How many knows? It was a Jew from Nazareth that really impacted our lives. How many knows that? It was the Jews that brought this to us. How I many knows this is God's people? How I many knows he's blessing right now because, my God, I just felt a streak of glory going to try to say this without running outside and up and down the highway. But listen close. Our president just moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. How I many knows God? God is going to bless America. John Kilpatrick said, John Davis, get ready for the blessing upon America. It's a reprieve. The devil don't like it. He's howling like a coyote. And the liberals are just literally almost having a meltdown. Like a big tantrum. Don't even argue with them, folks, because it's demonic and you can't get anywhere with that. Just cast the devil out. I'll tell you what, just throw your hands up and praise God that God's on the throne and he's bigger than any Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. happening right before our eyes. I stood up at a, at a church in Arkansas and gave my text and was getting ready to preach and just out of, out of the sky, God said, 
he just came to me, and I, it came out like a burp. Here's what I said. I, I said, I said, I'm thankful that the abortion mills are being shut down today in Jesus' name. And that week, things begin to happen in Missouri and Alabama and Georgia. It didn't start up there in Washington, D.C. There was a groundswell. I said, there's a river. I said, the river is rising. I said, the river is rising. It's time for America back to God. Come on. Give God a hand of praise, everybody. <laughs> Throw your hands off like it's a holdup and just brag on Jesus for 30 seconds. Come on, open your mouth and praise him. Praise him out loud. Woo! Glory! Glory! There's something about the merging of the streams. Now, you know, some of you will even get more revelation than I have, but there's something about in, in, the, in the Word of Faith movement that, that uh, you know, Kenneth Hagin had a message of faith. And how many believes in faith? And so maybe some of the others took it to an extreme. And, and then there's others that go out here. But there is a balanced word from God that says you can have it all. If it's in the Bible, I want it. Healing. The healing stream. Everybody say the healing stream. Everybody say the deliverance stream. Oh, it may be messy. It may be messy. You know, why don't we just kind of take the devil to the back room and, or just send him on down? The church has become a big referral station, a referral center. We refer the, the, the alcoholics to, the, to Betty Ford or, or to, to Alcoholics Anonymous. We, we refer the drug addicts to Betty Ford or some other clinic. We're always sending people somewhere to get professional help, like God is some kind of amateur. How many knows that God, Jehovah, God, Almighty, Elohim, known by his nine covenant names, waymaker, peacemaker, caretaker, soul saver, devil chaser, dead men, raiser, blind men, healer, Holy Ghost filler, need me to problem solve a prayer, answer gospel preaching, people reaching, grave busting, leper cleansing, mountain move. I keep going to your shout, folks. I can go to three o'clock in the morning. How many knows he can do it all in one fell swoop? Don't get me started. It's just the first night. I'm waiting for Sergio, amen, but I'm about ready to blow up right here tonight. What happened to him, the Missouri preacher? He just exploded. We don't know where he's at. <laughs> well, well, think about that for a moment. What if they start referring people here? What if this power plant that's tucked away in a shopping center in Garland, Texas? What if all of a sudden the word gets out, you know, I went in there, and I, Helen was in my head, but now it's heaven's in my head. I, I went in a drunk, but now, now I'm sober, and, and from dope to hope, and a bottle to a Bible, and a tavern to a temple, and pills to thrills, and heartaches to hallelujahs. I was a sinner, now I'm a winner. From death to life, from darkness to light, from abject poverty to riches unsearchable. You know what? They, they, they took me out of the mire and filled me with a fire and put me in the choir. Amen. And now there's joy unspeakable and full of glory. The half has not yet been told. I'm living on the hallelujah side and there's victory ahead and the best is, come on. How many of those God can do it all in one fell swoop? Give God a hand. You're too quiet. Open your mouth and shout unto God with a voice of victory. That's it. That's it. Think about that. What if? Everybody say, what if? Oh, this is not just another Pentecost conference. I don't book meetings. You know, because I say, I say, you can't schedule a hurricane. How many knows that? <laughs> I don't like my own preaching. I love the presence. I love that deep intercession. So why should I book a lot of stuff to miss the surprises and the suddenlies? So I don't do a lot of booking. But when he asked me to come back a year ago, I put this on the calendar.
because I was here. And I know there's something special about this place. And so we've been looking for this for a year, Pentecost. God thought it. Jesus brought it. Calvary bought it. The Holy Ghost wrought it. The devil fought it. The apostles sought it. They caught it. And I got it. And it's real. It'll take you through the water, make you talk in tongues and totter, and you know you surely got her. Come on, shout amen, somebody. <laughs> Come on, give me a hand to praise somebody. <laughs> People looking at me like, where did he come from? Where'd you? No, let's just listen, folks. I'm telling you. It's us coming together. There's something like the merging. That's what happened to me and your pastor. We merged. And I've bragged about this place everywhere I've been. And I've talked about it. Because I didn't know that there was people like that still around. Sometimes you ever feel like the Lone Ranger and Tonto's not even with you? Where's the five million that were impacted? You know, where's... Where's those that have been touched? And Elijah, I'm, I'm, I'm the only one I'm left. God said, no, I've got some others out here. <laughs> when we connected and I saw somebody that was open to the merging. Everybody say the merging. I'm not talking about merging of churches. I'm not, not talking about political maneuvering and manipulation. I'm talking about what if? What if we're going to bring something to you and you're going to bring something to me and we're going to merge our faith and we're going to merge our love and we're going to, we're going to answer the prayer that God prayed called unity. Amen. And there's a united, anointed sense of purpose that rises up. And suddenly we all bring something to the table and we pray the prayer in the name of Jesus and the power of God erupts and something happens in Garland, Texas that impacts the world for the glory of God. Are you ready for the sights and sounds? I said there is a river. I said, there is a river. Give God a hand of praise. Now, I could camp out there because that merging of streams, I'm, I'm enthralled with that. I really am. To me, you know, I go all the way back and I watch the, the old Roberts videos and the T.L. Osmond videos and the Catherine Kuhlman videos and even the A.A. Allen videos. I watch all these people because... What is, you know, they're out there, and yet the Bible forecasts, and the last day is going to be something so unusual happened. In fact, the Holy Spirit whispered this to me. In every move of God, from Pentecost to Pensacola, and beyond, everybody say beyond, because the best is yet to come. But every move of God has its own unique personalities and manifestations, and they're even known, you know, some are known for the laughter, some are known for for the, the inner healing, some are known for being slain in the Spirit. The Repentance River in Pensacola changed my life, and yet, you know, I've, uh, I've, I've, I love to go and see these other places, and I receive something everywhere I go. But, but God says, Son, in the last day, something's going to happen because all the moves of God from Pentecost to Pensacola, they're known for particular manifestations. But the last days, this last great move, it's not going to be just one manifestation. How many knows there's nine gifts of the Spirit? How many knows there's nine fruit of the Spirit? God said, I'm going to bring them all together in one mighty river, and people that come to this revival is going to receive it all, a one-stop shop. You come in with your family, and your family's saved, your body's healed, your mind is renewed, and the devil runs off screaming like a demon. How many knows he can do it all? I said, you are free in the name of Jesus. Wow. Everybody say wow. Say it backwards. 
Say it upside down. Say it upside down. Mom, call your mom. Tell her to get over here tomorrow night. Amen. I'm telling you. What if? Everybody say, what if? What if? We've talked about it, sung about it, thought about it, preached about it. But if you want to increase, you've got to be open to all that God is doing and saying. This is a safe house. It's a righteous house. You've got leadership that has wisdom. We're not going to lower standards and accept everybody and everything that they're advocating. But if it's God, how many wants it? Lift your hands and tell him. He said, this is a week of increase. Lift your voice. Praise him out loud. Praise him out loud. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. Now, I want you to look this direction because everything I said is preliminary. That's just the warm-up. Now I'm getting down to the main me of the message. It's not going to be long. I'm going to be through before you know it. I could land any time. I may circle three times. It may be a sudden landing, but get ready. Because God's going to touch you on the living level of your life. I live for what happens in the altar call. I don't preach long. But I want God to change your life. And the Holy Spirit said to me this morning when he gave me this message, because I had preached this years ago, didn't even have my notes with me, and found myself just writing a fresh word for this conference. And God said, now you can talk about more rain and more rivers, and you can camp out there if you want, and you can shout, and they'll stay with you. But God said, I want you to talk about more room. Because if they really want more of me, they've got to make more room for me. And he said, they'll receive it because they've been trained to receive it. Now we talk about, Lord, give me more, and God says, uh, give me more time. Give me more of yourself. Make room. Everybody say, make room. Amen. Driving down the... the, the Pensacola Avenue late at night after a late great service. John Kilpatrick, my little buddy, we were little boys together. I'm looking at him. I don't even know him anymore. He's singing Ruth Ward's Heflin song. I'm making room for the glory. He's just singing that sailing on down Pensacola Avenue. <laughs> the sights and sounds of the glorious five million people is getting on the planes, getting ready to come in five years. God had taken him and changed him. And he had to make room for the glory. He told Mario Morello one day, and I was there in the presence. He said, God said, if you loan me your building, I'll pay it off. I'll use it for my glory, and I'll bless you. And he literally shut everything down and turned it all over to a move of God. He said, God, it's yours. Took the keys out of his pocket, laid them there on that nice, altar church of over a thousand then but said lord give me a church of 50 people but i want your glory i want your presence i want the power of god god said if you return to the god of your childhood i'll visit this place late in the night he talked about going in there sometimes in his house shoes and turning off the alarm and in the darkness and the stillness of that night the sounds that came out of him bellowing like a cow crying out to god so glad that nobody could hear him saying, oh, God, there must be more. There must be more. There must be more. And God was digging. He was digging deeper. He was dredging out. From the natural standpoint, you know these ponds and lakes that suddenly they can't contain anymore because there's so much junk in there. There's sediment. They filled up with dirt. And, but all of a sudden, 
to start the digging process. You begin to dig. Now, since I've been here, pastor's been digging a little deeper. And boy, it hurts real good, doesn't it? <laughs> it hurts when he digs. You know, just, it just it goes down deeper. You got to have that. This week is going to be a week of increase. He told me that. But how many can take just a little bit more dredging? As God comes in, he begins to take out the junk. Everybody said the junk. Catherine Kuhlman said, I used to pray, Lord, more of thee, less of me. She, I no longer pray that. Now I pray, Lord, none of me, all of thee. In Pensacola, we had the adage, more junk, less Jesus. Less junk, more Jesus. And then somebody stood up and said, how about no junk, all Jesus? How many wants all that he has? Can you give him all that you are? We're not singing, I surrender 75%. I surrender 99%. No, no, I won't do. <laughs> he don't play that game. He wants it all or nothing. He don't even want your best. He wants your death. Boy, that hurt. Now, listen, folks. Uh, we may need to get the car running. I don't think anybody's going to come after me tonight, but this right here is going to dig. Are you, are you want some digging tonight? Okay. He's going to... And it, it's not just the junk. Sometimes it, it may be good stuff. It may be legitimate stuff, but how many wants him more than stuff? Are you willing to surrender all? Give up things and thrills and theories, opinions? Opinions? They're like armpits. Everybody's got two and they stink. I've had mine removed. I laid on the floor in Florida, and they were, it was removed. But they grow back. Come on, say amen, somebody. <laughs> Anybody ready for surgery? Oh, maybe there's something in me that offends him. Well, I know if it's the devil, he don't belong in there. Come on, say amen, somebody. We'll cast him out, cast him down, cast him off. We don't, there's no room for him. The Bible says neither give room, neither give place to the devil. For 45 years, I prayed this prayer under the blood behind his back in the sea, forgiven, forgotten forever. Satan out of my head, out of my heart, out of my home. And why you don't leave my family alone. And my grandkids weren't born to go to hell. They were born to go to heaven. You can't have them in Jesus' name. Come on, give God a thunder salvation. My God. God starts digging. The pastor starts preaching. Now he's been digging some. He's going down to bedrock. Now there's some streams, some gushers that are coming in underneath. Because there's a deeper river since I've been here. Ezekiel saw it. You can have more rain. You can have more rivers. But more room is literally where it's just, you're just dug out. And that rain begins to fill. And those rivers begin to fill. And even if it's not raining where you're at, they can rain somewhere upstream. And all of a sudden they're flowing down on you. How many knows it may happen somewhere else and come down to where you're at because you're ready. I'm talking about being prepared. I was thinking about finances. They tell me, and I wrote this down. I'm going to try to find it because it's, it's so interesting. They tell me that there's six ways to get money in this world. You beg, you borrow, you steal, you work. I owe, I owe, oh, off to work I go. You inherit, you invest. That's six ways to get money. But there's a seventh. You give. Shout amen, somebody. It's called kingdom finances. Now, I bumped into this because... 
I gave everything. It was $33,000 equity. And I got drunk, and a drunk man gave you everything. I had asked my wife, is it okay, but she's drunk too. And we literally emptied our bank account to give to God. The only thing she told me, she said, John, we need a new car. You know that, don't you? Yeah. And I need my teeth fixed. I know that, hon. But if God's telling you, okay, but don't complain when I spend more at Walmart than I need to. I said, I won't, hon, I promise. And we gave. And suddenly, we felt lighter. We got rid of that. That's getting real quiet here at St. Mary's Catholic Church right now. I'm not going to receive an offering. No, no, no. I didn't come for your money. I'm just telling you, when you give, it shall be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down. By the way, the tithe is already his. You don't pay it. You return tithe. Tithe is what you're offering is the seed you sow. When you tithe, God protects your money. When you give an offering, he multiplies your money. How many wants more money? Don't act so spiritual. I do. If you don't, I'll take yours. Come on, say amen, son. I bumped into something. We begin to give, and all of a sudden, it works. I said, Deb, it works. I didn't even give to get. I give because I was drunk. You don't sober up. You try to get it back. Amen. You'll have giver's remorse. But those of you that really want to be blessed financially, it's not the Tulsa boys trying to get your money, playing on your emotions. You shut out all that. I'm telling you right now, you come to God and say, Father, no longer am I giving 10%. I'm giving 100%. It's all yours. You know where it's at. I'm laying it on the altar, and whatever you want to do for your glory, I'm not an st- owner, I'm a steward, and you let go of everything. Give your house, your home, your cars, your past, your presence, your future, your children. He don't just want your problems. Somebody said, why don't God take my cigarettes? I said, he don't smoke. Come on, say amen, somebody. <laughs> oh, he'll deliver you from the junk. But what about this, the other stuff? I'm telling you right now, there is an increase that's coming. As you move into a revelation of giving, that's all that God told me to tell you. I didn't come for the money. But there's some of you on the verge of a prosperity, of a blessing, and God says, let it go, let it go. I'm not talking about throwing seed. I'm talking about sowing seed. And I'm not just throwing it out there to everybody. I'm saying, Lord, I surrender all. Would you lift your hands and do that right now? I surrender all. Lift your voice and praise him. Lift your voice and praise him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I've read the Bible. I've memorized books of the Bible. I see the scriptures that talk about double portion. I like that, double for your trouble. Then I hear the 30, 60, 100 fold. I like that too. It's in the Bible. Then I heard where it says that there's a thousand times more. Deuteronomy 1.11. I like that. How many would like to have a thousand times more joy and peace and love and power and anointing? Then I read one day, one to put a thousand, two put ten thousand. That means three put a hundred thousand, four put a million. Think about the quantum leap and all of a sudden you're into quadrinity because you're coming together and surrendering more and more and more. And here's what God told me. Tell my people in the last day. And I thought he just told me, but I found out later that Benny Hinn was saying, these words, God said, it's no longer a double portion. I'm not going to divide my presence. I'm not going to divide my blessing. In the last day, I want to pour out my spirit like I did on my son without measure. How many, how many wants the fullness? I said, how many wants the fullness? 
Lift your hands and begin to praise him. Open your mouth and begin to praise him. Praise him out loud. Lift your voice and praise him. Without measure. Good measure. Press down, shaking together, running over. It's not just about money. I'm talking about surrendering. First of all, get the devil out of your head, your heart, your home. Get sin out. Get sin out. There's no room for sin, folks. You want more of that river, let him dredge that out. How many knows there's still one remedy for that malady? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Lift your hand and thank God for Calvary's bleeding lamb, our resurrected Savior, our exalted Lord, and our soon coming King. The blood, Calvary's bleeding lamb, the blood, the blood, the blood. But the Apostle Paul is wrestling with something in Romans chapter 6, 7. So atrocious and so horrendous. He says, the good I want to do, I don't do. The bad I don't want to do, end up doing. Well, it has to be some kind of big bull demon from another world to bother him that. No, it wasn't the devil. It wasn't even a sin. You know what it was? He said, oh, wretched man that I am. It's self. Everybody say self. Sometimes God will say, you're the problem. I want you to get out of the way. You see, we have this message about self-improvement. God's not into improving self. He's into removing self. Come on, say amen, somebody. We've discovered the problem. It's me. I asked my wife one time, what's your problem? She said, you. No, 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 it's you. What if the enemy is in me? What if there's something in me, the carnal mind enmity against God? Now, I'm talking about more. Everybody say more. If you want to be a casual weekend saint, Sunday saint, Monday ain't, that's a different story. But if you really want to do damage to the devil's kingdom and leave a legacy for your kids, it's not what you leave to them, it's what you leave in them. When they'll rise up and remember that road trip with Papa and Dad and God changed their life and impacted them and now their little boys and little girls are, are praising God. I've got a dream and I see it tonight. I said, I see it tonight. I see myself standing in the rainbow of the redeemed and suddenly I hear some familiar sounds and running across the grassy green fields of glory is my grandchildren saying, Papa, we made it, we made it, we made it. How many want your kids to go to heaven with you? How many want your grand... Come on, give God a hand of praise. Give him a hand of praise. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Dreams do come true if you don't sleep too long. Come on, say amen. This is a wake-up call. How many wants more? Oh, you still do, and you're still with me? I haven't offended you yet? Okay. When God said this is a week of increase, he said, tell them it's not going to be just the shovel, but this week I'm bringing in the Holy Ghost heavier equipment. I'm talking about the big, big, remember those big earth movers where they come in and all of a sudden they begin to dig deeper? Are you ready for that? Can you lay in his presence, let him take it all out, anything that offends him? Jesus, none of me, all of thee, take me, make me, break me, shake me, wake me. Gets done well, you don't even recognize yourself. A brand new you. Your wife's got a new husband, you're the same person, same last name, but a brand new person by the grace of God. God can do that in a week of increase. Because when he gave me this, I wrote this down for this service. He said, I want the devil out. I want sin out. I want self out. We preached a message that God's going God's to make you a new, improved you. God said, no, no, no. I'm not going to take Adam and polish him and shine him up. No, no. He's going to have a new creature. How many wants to be a new creature? 
And then God said, number four, wrote it down, tell them not just the bad, but the good things. He said, if they want to increase, John said, I must decrease. That he must increase. It's going deeper. He's digging. I feel that. The holy, heavy hand of heaven is going to come on you tonight. And I don't mind you getting real quiet. Because when you get real, I used to think they would with me when they were swinging from the chandeliers and, and slinging snot and burping and slurping. But I, now I know they're with me when they get real quiet and look at me like, well, I wonder what it is he wants out of me. How I many knows? He knows. He knows if he's got it all. And God can take you, and when he gets done with you, there'll be a fresh anointing. God showed me that in this place right here, in this place right here, that it's a model of what he's going to do in this last day. And he's going to have a lot of these power plants. You, I don't know what you call it. I call it revival center or a center revival or an apostolic center. But it's different than normal church. You don't sit soaking sour for an hour. You come in and be in business, business with God. What if God raises up these places all over the metroplex and all over the nation? He didn't die for just a few sticks. Some of those God wants a harvest. But I'm going to tell you right now, the rain is coming down and the rivers are rising. The rising tide raises all boats and suddenly you're going to see you're not even looking at the church yet. We're not even seeing the church yet. When God gets done, he's going to have a bride. He's going to have a body. Blood bought, fire baptized, revolutionary, radical remnant. And there's going to be a move of God. If God can take and put a street fighter in the White House, that's all. <laughs> he's not a politician. He's a street fighter. Amen. And the prophetic utterance from Camp Clement, he's going to go in whispering the name of Jesus. When he leaves, he'll be shouting the name of Jesus. You still believe that God can fill him with the Holy Ghost and fire? You still believe that if God can do that in the natural political standpoint, and by the way, John Kilpatrick said, we don't need another politician in the White House. We need a street fighter. And I wrestle with some of the stuff too, but in the midst of it all, at least he's pro-life. At least he's for the unborn. He's pro-Israel and he's pro-church. And the other day, he had a sign with him and his wife that said, regardless who's president, Jesus Christ is still king. And he had that up on the paper, and I thought, dear God, I never thought I would see the day we're living in a new day. It's a different day. There's some fast things going to happen. Get ready for suddenlies. Get ready for surprises. You won't even recognize the church when God gets done. This is wonderful. But are you ready to go across the nation and around the world and tell the good, glad news? He lived, loved, labored, died, arose, ascended. He lives, loves, saves, cares, feels, heals, and he's coming again. Come on. It's revival time across the nation and around the world. Give him a hand of praise. And when I wrote this down, God said, tell them that I want to take out everything that will hinder the flow of my spirit. I want you to look at me and listen to me. If I'm looking for a hotbed of the Holy Ghost, I found it. I've already told you how blessed I am to be here. I've already told you I don't book anything a year in advance. We decided not to fly because my son, hungry for more of Jesus, connected with your pastor. My son never had a, a sibling. He's the only child. He's my only begotten son whom I'm well pleased. But now we got some, he's got two sisters, little dogs, Bambi and Tinker, and two cats. And uh, Deb puts 
bonnets on those cats and little dresses on those dogs. And they look at me like, would you please get me out of here and help me please? John Wesley was raised without a sibling. But he met your pastor. He thinks he's found his brother from another mother. Amen. He <laughs> we love your son. We love his wife. We love the daughter. The son-in-law. Tomorrow we're going to ordain him. But there's a connection here. So I told Deb, I said, there's something going on right now. So I'm not going to fly. I'm going to drive. And we're going to stay in here, Sergio, because I believe in the merging of strength, the Argentine revival. Everybody said the Argentine revival. My God, I want him to lay hands on me. I was down there. Carlos on the condio laid hands on me. Claudio Frizon, is that his name? Bumped into me and said, what God gave me, I give you. I said, I'll take it. I'm telling you right now, this is orchestrated of God. This is a week of Pentecost. Get your children. Get your husband, your wife in here. Something's going to happen this week. It's a week of increase. But for God's sake, heaven's sake, your sake, receive not just the more rain but the more rivers, but let God make more room. He even told me that you don't even, all you've got to do is make room in your schedule to be here. Make room in your time. Take your time. Oh, I don't have time. I, I studied something. We still have 24 hours in a day. Come on, say amen somebody. Make time. Put him first. Number one, he's not a weekend hobby. He's not a crutch or a club. This is not just once a year. How many is ready for things to change forever in the name of Jesus? Come on, give God a hand of praise. Something big's a coming. It's already started. I smell rain. Lift your hands and praise him one more time. I'm just about through, but God's not. Lift your voice and praise him. Lift your voice and praise him. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I have met leaders in the revivals. I'm close to John Kilpatrick. I honor Steve Hill, who's in heaven tonight. I thank God for the Argentine revival. I hear stories about the King Ridge revival. I read. I'm a historian, not as studied as your pastor, but I, I glean. I don't want to hear the stories. I sat down with Arthur Burt, who said there's a, there's a, there's a tide with no ebb. Is that the way he said it? He said the, it's the last day revival. Everybody knows, everybody knows it's ebb and flow. But this one's going to be no ebb. It's just going to come in and keep on coming in and begin to grow. Because when the merging of the rivers come, you know where it goes? It goes into an ocean until finally the day is coming. We are there. We are there. It sounds like a contradiction, but Jesus said the hour is coming and now is. It's twofold. It's coming, but it's already started. How many believes that? That the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. I said, it's big, folks. This is big. God's up to something. I feel it. I sense it. I smell it. It begins this week, and we're ready. Are you ready? Lift your hands and praise him one more time. Lift your voice and praise him one more time. Come and lift your voice and praise him one more time. Holy Ghost, Father, I preach the message. I've delivered my soul. This is what you told me to say. I just felt him tap me on the shoulder and said they're ready. I believe that. Now, Father, only you can do the office work. But you told me that all we have to do is just make room, that you'll do the rest. Bring in the heavy machinery. 
go down deep. Go all the way back to our childhood. Anything, everything. Lord, I don't care what run in our family. When it hit us, it run into us. It stopped. The generational curse stops in Jesus' name. And tonight, a regenerational blessing is going to come alive. And what my grandpa and grandma had hang-ups with is not going to come on the grandkids. It stops in Jesus' name. It's a new day. There's a new anointing. There's a new call that says everything changes. And right now we believe that we receive that. In Jesus' name. With your heads bowed, your eyes closed, I want you to whisper the name of Jesus three times. Three more times. Just keep saying the name of Jesus. Just keep saying the name of Jesus. Angels above, bow in love, demons below, tremble and know. I live for what happens now. I live for what happens now. I want judgment day honesty. Only God can give an altar call that needs to be given in a place like this because we've already repented. We've taken communion. We've gone after him with our worship. We've sought God with our whole heart. Can he do more? Oh, yes, he can. There's more. I say there's more. With Linda Cooley with a craving for Christ who says there must be more. There must be more. We know there is. But I want judgment day honesty. If it's sin, God will convict you. It may be a sin that is so ingrained within you that's become part of you. You just accept that's the way you are. But if it hurts, grieves God and hurts you, God wants it out. He will dig it out. If he goes all the way to the bone, he will dig it out. Jesus' name. If you're packing critters, if it's something that you don't need to be packing, if it's spirits, I don't understand all I know about this, but I do know this. God wants to dig it out. Spirits of lust, bitterness. Don't need to tell me how it happened. Consequential. Just say, God, I don't want, I don't want to be a pack critters. I want the junk out of my head, out of my heart, out of my home. I don't want to touch my children, my grandchildren. I want it gone. If it's self, it may not be Satan or sin. It may be just, you know, there's something. God said, tell them there must be a decrease for there to be an increase. I must decrease. He must increase. It may be good things. You're busy. Businesses. You're torn. You're all over the map. As you're trying to increase your status and stature, positions, possessions, God says, no, no, no. I want to give you more of me. Would you give me more of you? What if he whispered in your ear and said, I'll give you all of me if you give me all of you? Jesus. Everybody say Jesus again. I really don't know what he's going to lay his heavy hand on in your life. But I want judgment day honesty right now. I'm going to count to three. On the count of three, if you'll say John Davis... While you're preaching, God has shown me some stuff, some things, some self, some sin, some junk. He's just showing me he wants to dig deeper. And he wants to dredge me out so I can hold more of his presence. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the power of God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He don't sweat blessing you. 
with increase of prosperity, increase of his glory, increase of his anointing. He don't sweat that at all. But God says, I've got to empty you first. I've got to empty you first. Fill me, Lord. I can't. You're already full. Full of yourself. I've got to empty you first. Everybody say Jesus three more times. In an altar call like this on the very first night as we move into this week of increase, God said the dredging would not be hard because you're not going to have to dig it out. He's going to do it. He said he'll bring in the heavy machinery to do it. All he said was, I want you to be willing and yielded. Because the river flows to the low places. Humility. Everybody say humility. He giveth more grace. More grace. Everybody say more. He giveth more grace to the humble. The river flows the path of least resistance. Let him dig it out. John Davis, while you're preaching tonight, God has shown me he wants to dredge my life out. There's something there he wants to remove. And he wants to replace it with himself. If I'm talking to you on the count of three, raise your right hand. One, two, three, raise it high. My God. My God. Almost 100%. Why did I know that? Put your hands down. Why did I know that? Why did I know that? Because you've been trained. It's a good sign. People used to think when you had that many hands raised, well, there's something wrong. No, 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 there's something right. There's something wrong when you let that pride build up. When you humble yourself and say, Lord, I want more of you. I'm giving you everything. My hands went up everywhere. I want you to stand to your feet. Lift both your hands. And for 30 seconds, I want you to praise him for this week of increase.